Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning today's shear from Simon Yudalud, Sif Dalud, which is at the top of page 52. But before we begin the first Sif, I want to just finish up the last Mishibura from the previous Sif that we did not get a chance to finish, which is the line before page 52, the last line on page Chavav. The Mechaber had said that if a person borrows someone's talus that has a titus on it, he can make the bracha right away. And the Mishabur explained that the reason was because when you borrow the tzitzis that are already made, we assume it's being given to you not as a loan, but rather as a mataram naslahachsir. And therefore, it's considered ksuscha, it's considered your garment, in which case you can make a bracha. So the Mishabur in Sifkatan Yudbeiz basically explains to us some of the rules of mataram naslahachsir that we learned out in Hilchas Lulav and we applied over here to Talus. So says the Mishabur and Sivkat and Yudbeis, Ayin Simen Tafresh Nun Chesifei, Le'inyan Lulav, Ubeprim Megadim Sham. Umizad Nilmalinyaneno, from there we'll learn to over here, Gam Kain de Tsarach Lahach Zero Lahanosim Bismano. Number one is that you have to return it to the one who gave it to you in the proper Zman. What does that mean? Hainu Im Hayom Yotzabo Bailov, if today the Bailam was ready Yotze, Yashivlo Alko Panam Lomachar Kodimatvila, you should return it to him at least by tomorrow morning before Davening, Kedeshiyalo Baatmo Gam Kim Bamelates. So he should have something tomorrow in order to be Yotze his mitzvah of Talus. Vimlo Hexer Lova Nosein Ainlo Talas Acher, and if you don't give it back to him in time and the one who gave it to you doesn't have another talus to use, Nira de Nekar Hamatonal Mafreya, Velo Karina Bekasuscha. It appears to be that the matana that was given to you will be uprooted retroactively, and it will not be called kasuscha, and you will not be mekayim your mitzvah that you had done previously. The afshiyesh lo talas katan, even if the one who gave it to you had a talas katan, mikomakol mistabra daadaiti dehachi lo nasan lo. Still, you're not going to be yotzei because we assume his das was to get back his regular talus and not to be reliant only on his talus katan. To lo kimol shekasa b'seifinus of chayim. Gam this byer shom. We also learned over there in Hilchos Lulav. The achas sheyotzobo tzarach lachzor v'litno lebaylam b'matona kedei sheyia lo baylam kedei sheyia shal baylam sherinasa shalo. When you are returning something that was given to you as a matana malaslahasir after you already yotzei, you have to give it back as a matana in order that it should become his again. Sherinasa shalo because when he gave it to you as a matana, it was fully yours, just with a clause that you had to give it back to him. But the way you must give it back to him is like a matana, the same way he gave it to you. It's Pasha that that would be the same din over here as well by a talus. In note 24 he points out, If the one who received the matana amnaslahasir gives it back without ex- explicitly saying he's giving it back as a matana. The Sharetzion says later on, Shemo, that it does help. Because it's clear what, what his intention is. If he doesn't give it back as a matana, he's not Yotzi's mitzvah at all. And therefore, we have to assume that if he gives it back stam, we assume he's giving it back as a matana in order that it enables him to have a yotze his mitzvah. Says the Mishaburavaita nearly pushed in Niskalkilha Talas al Achas Mitsitsiosiha Itzal Hashoel, if the talus or one of the tits get ruined in the hands of the Shoel, Ashahoya Aide Ones, even if it was not his fault, it was some kind of accident. The Lo Hexer Lo Kimoshalakha, he does not return it to the original owner the way he received it. Ainu Yotze Bah Mitzvah, he is not Yotze his mitzvah, I am the Simitofresh and Khesadal Rabbi Akiva Eger Sham.
And now we'll pick up in the Machaber in Sivdala, the top line on page 52. Mutter lito talus One can take his friend's talus without permission and make a bracha on it. As long as he folds the talus afterwards, if he found it folded. Says the Ramah, the same thing applies by tefillin as well. One can borrow his friend's tefillin and make a bracha on it even without permission. Aval, however, says the Daito. It is forbidden for one to learn the svar from the svarim of his friend without permission. We're afraid that he might rip the svarim directly mudo while he is learning from them. So the Shabura says in Sefkatan Yud Gimel, you can take your friend's talus, pirish, shalomi daito, without his permission. Why is that? Because we assume a person is happy to have someone else do a mitzvah with his mamon. And therefore, if you're going to take his talus to be yotzi your mitzvah, even though it's using his mamon, it's using his talus, we assume he is satisfied with the idea that you will be using his mamon, his talus, to fulfill your mitzvah. In the note 27, he brings from Moshe Feinstein that this is not limited to a man borrowing something for a mitzvah, but who had been a woman who is borrowing a chayfet mitzvah, which is only a mitzvah, which she's not mukhayiv to do it, but if she does do it, she's mekayim a mitzvah, even over there when a woman takes it, we'll say she could borrow without permission, because we'll say this klal of nikhle le'inish to lave mitzvah b'mamonei, even on one who doesn't have a chayv mitzvah, but only a kiyam mitzvah like an issue by a mitzvah sasei Says the Mishabur, this that you could take someone else's talus without permission and make a brach on it is only if it is a once in a while occurrence of a bakfiyas asr, but on a consistent basis it would be forbidden. And even when it's once in a while, you specifically can use it in the place where you find it. But take it from the house of the shul, or the shul to the house, that would be Asr. Because it could be the owner would be Makbar on that, and that would be Gezel. In note 29, he brings down from the Aruch HaShulchan that if the talus is hidden away in a, in a little place where no one should find it, and you happen to find it, that would be a sign from the owner that they're makbid, and then one would not be allowed to use his talus. Back to the Mishabura of Ayam and Primagadam Shekasov, to Bechol Gavni Roi Li Zohar Keshabailov Imo Sheyishalenu. The Primagadam says that in all situations you should be careful that if the owner is there with you, that you should ask permission. And we don't rely on a Chazaka in a place where we can clarify very easily. Certainly if you know he's Makbid. So if you're davening in one minion in, in a shul and you know your friend, he's davening in the other minion, but you see his Shabbos talus in your in your room where you are, so you shouldn't be allowed to use it, says the Primagadam, unless you go ask permission, because since it's easily clarified, if he's okay with it, you should not rely on this cloud of Nichel Inish to Lavin Mitzvah when it easily could be clarified. Says the Mishabura Vaiter Ulavarachalas of Katan Yudal, we said that you can make a brach on this talus. I am the Magen Avram. So here the Magen Avram says a very interesting thing. It's brought down in note 32. And that is that a borrowed talus that's taken without permission, we don't have the svara of Nichalil Inish Lava Mitzvah Mamone to make it into a Matanam Asahachsir. In other words, even though we learned earlier that if one is given as a loan a talus, we could assume he really means to give it to you so you could be owed to your mitzvah as a Matanam Asahachsir. But that's when he actually gives it to you. But over here where you're taking it from him and you're relying on the fact that 
that he's happy that you took it for the mitzvah, so it's not so partial that we say the two steps, that A, when you take it, we assume he's happy, and then we assume he's happy on the level of Matanam Asahasir. So therefore, it would be slight, slightly problematic to make a bracha possibly. However, the Magan Avram says, in the end of note 32, it brings down, you could still be Mavarach on it. Because even in a worst case scenario where it's a borrowed talus, in that case also, even though you're not chayiv, but you are mekayim the mitzvah, like a woman who's mekayim mitzvah sasei mangrama, and she's allowed to make a bracha. So here also the Magan Avram says, even if you're not mechuyiv to put on tzitzis, or to, or, or, if, or in the mitzvah with this garment, if you are being mekayim a mitzvah with this garment, then you would be able to make a bracha. However, the Mishabura says, The Darachayim says that in this case it would be better to have Kavana not to acquire this talus from your friend and the Mela not to make a bracha. And his Machalai between the case that we had earlier, in the earlier case we said if you borrowed a four-cornered garment from your friend and you put the tzitzis on, then you can make a bracha on it. So says the Darachayim, that's because even though the garment was borrowed, but at least the tzitzis were yours. But over here, we are borrowing a garment with the tzitzis, so here nothing is yours. It's all considered borrowed, and therefore you should avoid the possible suffolk bracha over here, and you should have in mind not to be konet, and therefore meila not to make a bracha. Says the Mishab Ruvaiter in Sivkot and Tazvav, the condition the Mechaber gave us was that if it was folded when you got it, you should return and fold it the same way that you got it. Says the Mishabur in Sivkot and Tazayin, Sheikapil also you should fold it. Kikipula Harusha in the same way it was folded originally. However, it says the Mishabura, Ubishabas Yikapel Osa Velokikipula Harishon. When you're refolding it on Shabbos, you shouldn't fold it the way it was, because on Shabbos we know that it's usher to fold it on the creases because it is a problem of Nirik and Mesakin Mona. And therefore, although you should fold it, you shouldn't fold it the way it was originally. However, the Magad Avram says, Avram is, is more lenient. Not only do you not have to fold it, on the creases, but you fold it a different way. The Magen Avram says that you don't have to be folding it at all on Shabbos. And in Note 35, he explains to the Master Shekel the logic behind this leniency of the Magen Avram, and that is because we assume your friend lent you, let you use the talus so you can make your mitzvah with his mamum. We could also assume that he wants to get it back in a way that will not involve any isurim on your part. And therefore, certainly folding it on the creases would involve isurim, but there are shitas that say folding it anyway would be isurim. And therefore, says the Magan Avram, since we have this cloud that he's happy for you to do the mitzvah, we also have this cloud that he doesn't want you to do an Avera with his chayfet shal mitzvah, and therefore you would not have to fold it at all. Says the Mishaburah Vaitir in Sivkot and Tazayin, on the last point that the Ramah said, that Tzfarim you should not borrow from someone, Below Daito, says the Mishabura, Afilu Bakroi Ba'ama. This is even a once in a while thing. You shouldn't use someone else's farm without permission. And the reason is, says the Mishabura, the Chashin and Shem Yikrubah and Harbe, we're afraid you might read from it a lot. Ache Yiskaru Merov Hamishmush. And it might get torn because of the tremendous use that you're going to put into it. By a talus or by film where a person puts it on for davening and takes it off, there's not really a concern that he's going to overuse it, that it will lead to a problem. By svarim, a person can get into the learning and he can possibly learn from it a long time and possibly it can lead to it getting ripped. And therefore, svarim, we are more machmir on lufi the ramah. The Mishabur then says the Midgah Olam is that when they find a sitter or a master in the shul, they take it without permission and they do daven with it. And I do not understand what the heter is, says the Chavetz Chaim. Why would a sitter be any different than Svarim? 
So there's two points I want to bring out over here. Number one is, the Gra does hold that Svarim are mutter to be used without permission. And many posts can explain that nowadays we're more lenient by Svarim in general because nowadays the binding, the papers are made of much better quality and therefore the concern that we had in the Ramaz time where he says that it might come to rip the pages is less of a concern nowadays and therefore there are poskim that say that one can use someone else's farm in the base medrash and I believe that is Lamaisa how people are knowing nowadays. But if you look at note 37 we just see an interesting thing in terms of Sidurim that one finds in very public places like the Kosal HaMaravi Roshom Zaman Orbal says that even if it has the person's name and address in it we say Mistama it's much at the daven from it because as far as we know we can assume that person was donating the sitter for the Tzarech the rabbim and you can use it similarly we see brought down the shame of the Chazanish that one finds a chair that belongs to an individual and he left it in the shul so we assume he left it there as well for people to use it so long that he didn't take it away and therefore one would be allowed to use someone's personal chair in a public area according to the Chazanish and one would be able to use someone's personal Siddur in a public area Lafi Rishlom Zaman Orbach now let's go to Sif Hey Talus shall shutafin chayevis betzitzis a talus that belongs to two partners is chayevin tzitzis diksiv al kanfei bigdayim because the pasuk says that you should put tzitzis al kanfei bigdayim bigdayim is lashon rabim it's plural so even if it's bigdayim it belongs to two people it's still chayev in tzitzis says the mishabura in sefkat and yuzayin v'talus shall shutafus nachri v'yisrael however if the talus belongs to a Jew and a guy together o ish v'isha or a man and a woman so one of the people is not a bar chayuva. So then, then you still chayev in tzitzis, but you would not make a bracha on such a garment. And that's not like the shita of the Messiah Eliezer, which says that you would be potter from tzitzis totally. Says the Mishiburus of Katan Yuchas, but a talus of Shutfin of two Jews is, two Jewish men is chayev. Says in Mishabura, we're talking about a case where if you want to wear the, the garment, so your friend is okay with you wearing it. And as of now, it does not have tzitzis on it. So, turning to page Chavzayan, then you would be chayev to put tzitzis on this garment. But says the Mishabura, if there's a partnership and there are tzitzis on the garment already, now for whatever reason they own it together, but one of them is Makba, his friend should not wear the, the talus, afil yeshbo kedei chaluka, even if it's big enough that it has the amount that could be split between the two people, ubekol chelek shir talus, that each part when it would be split would have a shir talus on its own, afilu hachi, even so, im lo sho if you wear it in, in stealing without permission, umavarechalav, and you make the brach on it, you would be over below sisa, you'll be over the iser of saying Hashem's name in vain. Because one part of, the, of, of this garment which has two tzitzes attached to it is not yours. Certainly if it doesn't have tzitzes on, you would not be able to put tzitzes on and wear this garment. Well, according to this, the Mishabur ends off and says, A talus that is given over to a child, he inherits it from his father, and he has brothers, Ushari Achov, Makbidin Olav, and the other brothers are Makbid, that he shouldn't wear this talus. Yeshli Zar Shalavarach Olav, Achi Espashu Benayim. This son should be careful not to make a brach on this talus until he works things out with his brothers, so he shouldn't come to be over on the Isra of Losisa. So note number 40, it points out over here a very interesting machlokas Rishonim between the Rambam and other Rishonim, and that is, is there an Isra Daraisa of make, saying Hashem's name in vain? Is there an Isra of Losisa, an Isra Daraisa? When you're in the context of a bracha, the Rambam says that it's an Isidaraisa, 
Mosif says, don't say Hashem's name in vain. It doesn't matter if it's randomly saying Hashem's name or it's in the context of a bracha. Either way, you're over the Isha, the rice of Mosisa. Masha'enkin, the other Risharim hold, that when it's in the context of a context of a bracha, it wouldn't be the raisa, it would only be an isa the rabbanon. And the reason is because since you're mentioning Hashem's name, b'derach sheva vodor, even though the bracha is an inappropriate bracha, but it's in the context of a praise of Hashem, the pasuk would only be an asmata in that case, and therefore it would be only an isim the rabbanon. However, he does end off note forty and says it would be interesting discussion. According to those Rishonim who say normally saying a bracha with Hashem's name that is not necessary would only be an Issa de Rabbanon. What about in this case when you're actually saying a bracha on something that you stole where you are a Manite, maybe it would make it worse and maybe in fact in that case it would be over an Issa de Raisa. That's a question that he left unresolved. The last thing I'd like to just do to end off this simon is the last biralacha, the simon which is on the bottom of page 52. So he points out that which Shabru was mechalik, that the two partners, what are you chayv and tzitzis? Only if the other partner gives you permission to wear it. But if the other partner does not give you permission to wear it, then you are not allowed to wear it. And the Mishabura, the Biyalacha says as follows, I am the Mishabura of Mashiach Asabnu. Look what we just saw in the Mishabura, and he quotes, Va'ayri Shechavera Marutza, that we're dealing in the Machaber when you could use the Talas of Shutvin is when your friend is happy with you using it. And that's from the Prima Godim. Hagan de be'ikr dinu l'chara yesh l'syashev harbei. Even though in his ikr din, l'chara, we have uh, a big kasha. The maigri azo mistam talashal shutfin. Why should it be when your friend doesn't give you permission, why should it be any worse than a stam talashal shutfin where you get permission? The gam sham halo chatzi hasheni shal habeger eno shalo be'etzem rak sholo. Even when your friend gives you permission to use his talas, the other half of his talas that he shares with you, so it's still only alone the other half. Vishol Potter at Torah Mitzitzis, and we know a borrowed garment is only it's Potter from Tzitzis. Vimkei Nisha Rachatzia Beged Bishnei Atzitzis, and therefore only half the garment remains really yours. Vafilu Hachi, and even so, Gil Solano at Torah the Lo Boina Rakshielo Chelok Betzma Beged. The fact that Torah says that you could make a your Chayav and Tzitzis, you could make a bracha on a thousand belongs to Shutvin. We see that as long as you have a Chelok in the garment. So you're allowed to, you're allowed to do it for the mitzvah. That's the chiddush of al kanfei big dayim. Even though the garment belongs to two people, and he lends you his half, but it still belongs to him, you can still be yotzei your mitzvah, and you can make a bracha on the garment. Says the b'yalacha, so too in our case where, where he doesn't give you permission. So before we get to the answer of the Beralacha, his kasha is, anyway, the Pasuk's mechadish to me that I only have to own part of the talus. Because what's the difference if he lends me his half, he allows me to use his half, so it's al-kante big day, it belongs to both of us, I'm able to be yotzi and mitzvah, even though I only own half of it, because a borrowed garment is putter, so there's only a chiv on, on half of the garment for me. What's the difference in that case? Or, if there's a case where my friend didn't give me permission, so then I took it from him without permission. Still, I own a chilek of the tzitzis, and therefore I should be able to make a mitzvah. So the Biralacha writes in the last line that we could be mechalik for a different reason. To hakayim malon, because we hold the afilu b'makom the lo ba'inon lachem. Even the gabim mitzvahs where we don't have the requirement of lachem, kigom b'tfilim, like by tfilim, where it doesn't have to be your tfilim per se. Afilu hachi pasul gazel mishum mitzvah b'avera. It's still it's usher to use tfilim that were stolen from someone else, because that is a mitzvah b'avera, like we'll see later on in Simon Chafei Sefkaton Chavav b'magen Avram. 
if so says the Barlacha, Hanami Binyanenu, here also that will be the Chilak. Kavan Shinis Ari Bilivi Shaso Isir Gazel. In the case where your friend does not give you permission to use his half of the garment, so in your wearing the whole garment for the mitzvah you over the Isir Gazel, so have a mitzvah sitzah shalom, Baba Veira Veniyotzi Baidea mitzvah. So the Melo the Chison over here is that it's a mitzvah Baba Veira. So the Barlacha is saying that really ain't Hachanami. In terms of the ownership of the garment, whether you using the, your friend's other half with permission or without permission, either way, you only own half of the garment, and that should be a kiyam of the pasuk of Al-Kanfebigdeim, where two people own the, the garment, and you can make a bracha, and it can be Yotzi mitzvah, even though you only own your half. But the difference is, says the Be'alacha, that in the case where you stole the other half, and you didn't have permission to use it, there is considered a mitzvah babavera, and therefore you can't be Yotzi mitzvah. So even though it's true that you only own half in both cases, but the chisarun in the case where you're stealing the other half is mitzvah babavera, which you don't have when you're borrowing it, and therefore, if you have permission from your shutuf, you can be Yotzi Mitzvah, and you can make a bracha, but if you take it without permission, you cannot be Yotzi Mitzvah, and you cannot make a bracha, and if you do make a bracha, you will be over the Isser of Losisa. We'll stop here, and Amit Hashem, in the next year, we will begin Simen Tezvav. You have been listening to a shir from shasilluminated.org. For other shirim on many topics, or to hear an eon shir on any dafin shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.